I'm Brett Chang. And I'm Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for TGIF, January 28th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. So, Jay, I don't know if you saw, but Neil Young has told Spotify that he will not let them have his music, his catalog of music on their platform until they sever their arrangement with Joe Rogan. What do you think about that? Well, I think Spotify is taking down Neil Young as we speak. Look, he's a man of principle. He doesn't want to be on the same platform as Joe Rogan. Take his music down. Look, neither one of them are going to be really punished by this. Like, you know, it's not a, it's not a ton of money for Neil Young. And uh, Joe Rogan made like $100 million, so... Well, thankfully for Spotify, Neil Young is not really like, let's just say the most popular artist on the platform. They could probably do without him. I remember they didn't have Jay-Z songs on Spotify for years. I kind of just like forgot about Jay-Z for a bit. So I wouldn't be too worried if I was Spotify. However, if Neil Young does spark some type of like uprising and there is actually like a big artist that cares, that makes the same type of protest, it could be trouble for them. Like my Taylor Swift or Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah, and next thing you know, uh, you got Olivia Rodrigo saying that she's going to ban her music from the platform unless they unpublish the Peak Daily. Wouldn't that be terrible? It would be terrible. We would also probably cancel our Spotify uh, subscription because there'd be no reason to listen to it, just judging from my year-end look at Spotify. If if T-Swift and Olivia Rodrigo had left, we'd have to leave Spotify too. Well, also, they, we, our podcast wouldn't be on there. So out of you know, principle, we'd probably have to cut our subscription. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're not doing the Neil Young, at least not yet, so... And there's no shock talk here. You know, we, we keep things pretty PG on the Peak Daily. I'm not sure what anybody would be offended by. <laughs> we do. Aside from the Neil Young versus Joe Rogan with Spotify, Brett, what do we have for Peak Pals today? For our first story, union drivers. For our second story, luxury tax. And for our third story, phone on phone. For our first story, Uber has struck a deal with Canada's largest services sector union to represent the ride-hailing company's 100,000 Canadian drivers and delivery workers. Brett. You used to work at Uber. You want to walk Peak Pals through what's going on here with the ride-sharing giant and this Canadian union? I did indeed used to work at Uber. And by the way, this is a a very big deal. It's actually a global first between both an agreement between both a union and, uh, and Uber. And so Uber said the agreement with the United Food and Commercial Workers Canada will ensure drivers and couriers can receive union representation if they ever run into disputes with Uber or face account deactivation. The union will also meet with Uber on a regular basis to address workers' concerns. And this was all in a blog post from Uber. In Canada, Uber drivers and couriers are considered independent contractors because they can decide when, where, and how often they work. However, as independent contractors, drivers and couriers aren't entitled to vacation pay or other benefits reserved for employees and are unable to unionize. Now, while the deal won't unionize Uber Canada's drivers and workers per se or alter the status as an independent contractor, UFCW Canada's national president, Paul Menema said the agreement is a starting point to addressing these issues and that the private sector union and Uber Canada will advocate for a path to organizing a minimum earning standard, a benefits fund, and access to workers' rights. Now, just some bit of background here. Last year, Uber tried to pitch a flexible work plus model that would give Canadian gig workers benefits, including Vision and Dental, but drivers and couriers said the model doesn't go far enough to address their concerns. This is all trying to to reconcile that. So, Jay, why does this Uber union deal matter? Why is it such a big deal? Well, it is a huge deal. Uber and other gig economy companies are under increasing pressure to provide drivers and couriers with more rights, higher pay, and better benefits. This world-first deal with the private sector union may offer a path forward on how best to address these issues. And, Brett, this isn't the first time that this has come up in Canada. I seem to remember a company with pink backpacks that actually left Canada because of a similar unionization drive just like this. And there were a couple of Peak Pals involved in this deal, so congratulations to them. (music) 
for our second story, Canadian high-end car, plane, and boat makers are bracing for cancelled orders under the Liberal government's new luxury tax. Jay, luxury tax is, I think, my favorite Rick Ross album, but I don't think this has anything to do with that, does it? Unless Rick Ross is ordering some planes and he is Canadian, it does not. So last year, the Liberals proposed a 10% or 20% tax, depending on the purchase value, on cars and aircraft worth over $100,000 and boats over $250,000. The tax was supposed to kick in at the start of the year, but draft legislation to implement the tax is still in the works. Now, the government projects it would raise around $150 million per year and could fund childcare, green initiatives, indigenous infrastructure, and all the good things. Well, you know what's not good? I had to cancel my private jet order, Jay. That's not good. And it's already having an impact. Even though the luxury tax has yet to kick in, boat, plane, and car makers say that their customers have already just started to cancel their orders, just like I did. According to one estimate, (laughs) about $900 million in aircraft orders have been canceled or postponed. You really do have to wonder how essential those orders were if they were so easily canceled, just for a little tax. What's interesting is this tax is having a bit of a ripple effect through the economy. This is where it may get serious. An Ontario-based yacht company that makes two to three yachts a year for over $4 million each could lose next year's worth of work if the tax comes into effect. And the boating industry estimates that nearly 900 jobs could be lost because of the tax. So Brett, aside from your plane order, which you, I think you had to cancel, why does the tax matter now? It's terrible. How am I going to get to Boca? Uh, Look, it's a delicate balance for the federal liberals. Obviously, they're trying to reduce income inequality, raising new tax revenue from the super rich to invest in the projects that we just mentioned. But they also have to navigate a industry here that relies on these types of orders, and especially in the boating industry. And so they're going to have to navigate all of this very carefully. For our last story, Apple will soon roll out a feature that turns iPhones into payment terminals, eliminating the need for extra hardware. This, according to Bloomberg, Brett, that seems like a pretty huge deal. Walk the peak pals through what Apple's anticipated to release. It's a huge deal. And so here's some background. It's expected that Apple would launch something like this ever since Apple bought Montreal-based MobiWay for a reported $100 million in 2020. Now, currently, merchants need an extra piece of hardware, point-of-sale terminal, to accept payments from their smartphones. MobiWave's technology eliminates the need for a POS system by taking advantage of near-field communication chip found in smartphones, which allows shoppers to buy goods simply by tapping their credit cards or smartphones to the other merchant smartphone. Here's how it would work. Apple's feature would likely use the same NFC chip technology that powers Apple Pay to transform iPhones into payment terminals. This way, businesses can process payments through the tap of a credit card or other iPhone onto the back of their device. Brett, why is this new Apple feature so groundbreaking, really? Well, Apple's feature would eliminate merchants' need for payment terminals, and it could put it directly in competition with companies that make POS systems like Square, which captures a 35% share of the POS system. Those are those little white square things that you tap your phone or credit card on to pay. But it also puts them in competition with Canadian companies like Lightspeed POS and Shopify. Now, Apple has been gradually moving towards the fintech industry in recent years. They launched a credit card. They've been doing more on payments infrastructure with the App Store. And this seems to be their latest move to move further into that space. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to and only daily Canadian business news podcast in the country. If you've got a second, why not follow this podcast in your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. As always, thanks to Dale Richardson and 306 Media Productions for putting together this episode. Thank you, Dale. And thank you, Brett. And Brett, I'm really sorry you have to cancel your plane order. Well, cry me a river. Have a good weekend, Brett.